being on some chill. We go zero to a hundred real quick. Maybe on that rap to pay the bills. Thank you, Mr. Drizzy. Welcome back to the Zero to 100 podcast, where we dive into every jersey number in sports, zero to 100, and talk about the greatest athletes across all sports to wear the specific jersey number. I'm your host, Nate Rubenstein. I'm thrilled to be joined again by my co-host, Matty, as you guys know from the last episode, The Rock Cunningham. (laughs) Matt, what's good today? Uh, Feels good to be back on the the sticks record another pod <laughs> big one coming today number one huge number jersey number one we have a couple more people in the building new people in the building today well he'll be coming yeah. in maybe second half of the episode but carl gats uh we're missing out from our producer max har uh i max you're listening we hope you're feeling better out there um for sure so as, as you mentioned matt we're diving into number one today but first off i think we should start with a little sports fact we are a sports podcast i'm sporting a jersey today in in respect of the pot i'm wearing a carmel anthony home authentic jersey new york knicks go knicks um so the events in sports today that this this uh, little history of today on what's the day march 7th we're recording on March 7th. In 1857, on this day, baseball decided that nine innings constitutes as an official game. Eight, you said 1857? Uh, in 1857, Nate? instead of wow. nine runs. So originally it, it, was uh, nine it runs. ended at nine, nine runs. Winner who gets the, gets the nine runs. But now, at, in 19, 1857, on March 20th, nine innings constitutes wow. as an official game. Think wow. about that. Think about that. Wait, it's not March 20th. I'm sorry, March 7th, 2020. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? Okay, no, no, you're I'm having right. trouble speaking English to start off the pod. But anyways, we digress. We go into jersey number one. There's a bunch of people. Unlike number zero where we were kind of limited, jersey number one has a ton. And, and you know, we were kind of just going back and forth uh, doing our research as we typically do before the pod. And, uh, wow, we got some great players uh, from the history of, around all sports really and uh we're, we're excited to dive into them and we, because there's so much we kind of highlighted a few we're not we're not going to draft today we're kind of going to go through and at the end we're going to decide who do we believe is the best of all time to wear jersey number one yeah and you said this is i mean it's going to be tough there are so many athletes do you think you have one. you the person in your mind now after the research or you think that we have to kind of like go back and forth here before we might have to go back and yeah. i kind of I kind of, oh, it's tough. I kind of have it. It's tough to go do across all sports, mm-hmm. but I kind of have it, yeah. Let's start with baseball. Since we just get, gave a baseball fact out, let's start with some of the people that we highlighted in the baseball realm. Kicking it off with my man from the New York Yankees, Billy Martin. <laughs> Skipper, Second ba- he was a second baseman for the Yankees. And let me tell you, this guy was wild. Like when I say wild, I mean yeah. Got fired from the Yankees four or five times, (laughs) ejected a slew of times each year. I mean the guy was hard to control. And in fact, I even brought up a clip, um, Matt, if you want to scoot on over here to watch this, of when Reggie Jackson uh, went into the dugout at Fenway Park and and Billy just started ramming him out. Let's take a look real quick.
This man is heated. <laughs> he he. No one was holding him back. You can't really just kind of let him do his thing and just vent. <laughs> <laughs> and they even made that uh, Bronx is burning, uh, like biopic. Uh, I forget what network hosted it, but it was great because, I mean, the Yankees were kind of going through some turmoil at the time. And, uh, you know, Billy faced the brunt of it, you know, getting fired a couple times with George Steinbrenner. And, uh, yeah, you know, and Reggie Jackson's not a small dude either, and, B- and Billy's definitely a lot smaller than that. I wouldn't fuck with so, Reggie Jackson. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's kind of funny that, um, you know, Billy just really, really would go after anybody. Fearless. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of a good – you kind of want a guy like that, honestly. You know, as a manager, you think you'd want to play like, better for a manager? Oh, like for that? sure. And like you said, fearless and a guy. You feel when you have a a manager like that, you feel that he always has your back. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a huge thing in sports for a coach. Yeah, you want to be like you want to be motivated to almost play. I mean, you want to play for your teammates, but also like playing for your coach too is I don't know that extra motivation. If you don't like your your coach, and it's that's just, right. It's hard to play well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so there's 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 uh, Billy Martin, um, the second MLB guy we got. Matt, we, we put this kind of under your under your umbrella. Yes, sir. Ozzy Smith. All right, Ozzy Smith. I mean, where do I start? <laughs> easily, easily the best defensive shortstop in the history. Of the MLB, it's whoa, not. Whoa, whoa. It's not even close. Not even close compared to G- even it, Jeter. Jeter, oh my God, Jeter is not even in the same. No, Ozzie Smith, he had the best defensive WAR, I think of of easily of any shortstop in the history of the MLB. The best, the best defensive player. Offense, and he he used to do backflips too. He would run out. He would do backflips. <laughs> great athlete. I mean, like think about being at a Cardinals game. You're all ramped for the game to go. And then you see Ozzy Smith, one of the legends on the team, run out of the dugout. He just does a backflip right out of the gate. I mean, he was he was so he was just he made honest. He made it fun to watch, especially you know if it's your team. They're playing defense. It's you know baseball can be a little. Slow at times, but he, I don't know, he made it fun out there, which is awesome. Nicknamed the Wizard of Oz. A little bit more about him. Um, 13 gold gloves. 13 consecutive, actually. 13 consecutive gold gloves? Yeah, at the shortstop position. Holy cow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and another stat that was kind of interesting that I uh, read was that his slugging percentage was actually lower than his on-base percentage. Really? For all the stat heads out there, it's very, very odd. You, huh. know, you don't really see that ever. Right. Because um, it really just doesn't make too much sense. But, nonetheless, excellent player. He makes a great argument for the best athlete to ever wear number one, I think. I think so, too. He he's easily was elected into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, the best of like I said, the best defensive shortstop to ever walk on the uh, the earth. Really? <laughs> Do you think he's better than some of the guys today? There's a pretty good shortstop. Defensively, yeah, he he for sure. I mean, yeah. I think you got to be able to hit, man. That, right. That's the biggest thing I think in today's game. If you you could be, you really, you don't really have to be that. I mean, you have to be able to play defense, but hitting is, right. kind of trumps it at this. Right. 
in this day and age. Okay, okay. So let's talk hockey for a little bit. We're not really hockey guys, but um, we'll, we're going to try our best. I think it's important with this number one because a lot of NHL goalies wear number one. And the first one that stands out to me is actually the guy, a guy that goes by the name of, I hope I pronounce it right, but Jacques Plant. Uh, <laughs> per the records, Jacques was the first NHL goalie to wear a mask. Let's think about this for a second. There were actually hockey players that did not wear masks are they in the goal. Sociopaths? What are they like? Thinking? Legit? Like, are they just about, that tough, or are they just dumb? Do they just not care? We talk I about head know. trauma in the NFL these days with head-to-head contact. Think about that head trauma. Pucks coming a hundred miles per hour. I don't even know how, how fast a hockey player uh, hits a puck toward the goal, but it's got to be fast. I'm, I'm assuming it's fast, and I'm assuming when it hits the face, it doesn't feel too good. No, it doesn't feel good at all. And in fact, um, well, before before we move on to the, to the next goalie, because I, I want to bring up the next goalie, but we should talk a little bit more about Jacques, just out of respect. Uh, let's let me bring up um, Jacques real quick. Yeah, so Jacques, Jacques Plant, first goaltender to create and use a practical mask, and that was in 1959. Plant's mask was a piece of fiberglass that was contoured to his face. This mask later evolved to the helmet cage combination uh, and single piece full fiberglass. That's wild. That even the 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 mask that he first put on uh, was just a fiberglass. Like it was contoured to his face. Yeah. It's like the Phantom of the Opera out here. What what is this? <laughs> Legit. Man I'm do? looking at it right now. What is he thinking? Oh about my it? gosh. And and you know, um, talk about talking about like the injuries that some of these guys face as far as being in the goal and not wearing. Um, not wearing a mask. Let me bring up a picture real quick. I know the listeners won't be able to see it, but uh, shouts to my homie Garrett uh, for bringing this up. Shout out, Garrett. Uh, um, but uh, Terry Sawchuk of yeah. the Detroit Red Wings, uh, one of the most legendary goalies in NHL history, another guy that really makes a good argument for being the best athlete to wear number one uh, just because he held so many records uh, following his death. And um, for, for a long time, and only a few people have surpassed his records. Yeah. And I could bring that up in a second. But look at this picture. I mean, you saw it earlier in the week. But just scars, bruises. Guy went through war when he was on the ice. And there, and this is not. Oh and he's probably not God. the only case. That is. Oh, I feel. Well, think about going to a bar after the game, and you're rocking a big old stitch over your right eyebrow. You think you think you're gonna be able to pick up a chick? No, it's gonna be tough. Although you know who you know who has a you know who has a who got a scar is uh, Peter Peter the pilot on the Bachelor mm. yeah anyway he's he I mean he was scooping up some girls still so. <laughs> true true but we but, we digress we digress <laughs> um, talking about let's see here uh, Terry Terry's uh, stats Canadian professional ice hockey goaltender we know this played twenty one seasons in the NHL uh, besides the Red Wings he played for the Bruins the Maple Leafs. The LA Kings and the New York Rangers. Um, uh, at the time of his death, Sawchuk was the all-time leader among NHL goaltenders with 447 wins and 103 shutouts. In many decades following his death, his wins record was surpassed, but only by, like I said, only by five goaltenders, and his shutout records has been 
only shut up, surpassed by one goaltender. Now, did he? So I, I mean, I don't know if we want to die. Did he have like a tra- You said like a tragic death or something. Uh, interesting. Was it's he still playing? Uh, yeah. Happened? So let's dive in a little bit to his death here. Um, let me bring it up real quick. Yeah. So Sawchuk actually he struggled with depression. Um, um, it affected his conduct, which affected like his his temper. Yeah. Um, and then he got a little, he got in a little fight with his roommate Ron Stewart, uh, who was also a ranger. And uh, a couple injuries happened, and uh, there was another operation. He never recovered, and then died shortly after the operation. So we got an operation because of the injuries he he received from the fight. And then damn, was uh, that? Yeah, it was actually his uh, Sawchuck's gallbladder was removed. And he had a second operation on his damaged and bleeding rip, rip, liver. Sorry, I couldn't talk English because another one of the roommates just walked in the room. Carl Gatz. Carl. Carl, say what's up from afar. Doing well. Talking through Jersey number one. Talking about Terry Sawcheck. All right. I think that's enough on Terry. Yeah. Let's move along. Um, I believe that you had another hockey guy on your list. Roberto Luongo. Roberto Luongo, another goalie, mm-hmm. as we have said, to wear number one. Uno. And he did it well. I mean, the guy played for three different teams. He and he was, a, was kind of a stud. I don't think he is in the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, but uh, he was one of three goalies to play over a thousand NHL games. Wow, which is kind of incredible—a thousand freaking games. Thousand games. That, uh, yeah, that's something to say. It's yeah. So Roberto, unfortunately, I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, right? You said so. Roberto, no, Roberto 20- has a tough competition to to get the best to wear number one yeah i don't think you know i don't know if he's gonna make it i don't think he, i don't know if he's gonna be number one because he was a great goalie mm-hmm. but there are so many other good players so many other good goalies yep but he uh you know, so as far as like out of the hockey sphere it looks like we're we're kind of decided on terry sawchuk right now for I'd hockey say at least. so yeah so now we'll dive into hoops, if that's all right with you, Rock. Let's dive in. Maybe the best the best segment of this pod. Yeah, we are kind of biased toward basketball players. A little bit. We're hoopers. We're hoopers in our own right. Uh, I mean, the first guy I think we should start off with is the guy who wears number one now. He's kind of making uh, some buzz. Yep. I mean, he has been making buzz for the past few years. It's huge but buzz. It's they, they, Zion Williamson. They've been, they've been tracking this man since he came out of the womb, Nate. <laughs> Zion this, Zion that. But it's well deserved. The dude. And he wore number one at the Duke too. Um yep. so he, he is a full supporter of number one. Uh we were unable to dig up why he wears number one, although I have a feeling that it has to do with being drafted number one. Um, being the number one player coming out of his high school class, so on and so forth. And you know what's funny about Zion is that he really jumped on the scene because of some of the dunks he was doing just on Instagram when like Slam Magazine or some of these other outlets were going down to his high school game in South Carolina and filming him, and he'd be, you know, jumping out of the goddamn gym. And he wasn't even on the top 100 players, actually, before. I think it was like before, before, those, before his junior year, for those videos. And then they were and like, they just, oh, oh, wow, we messed up. We are missing out on literally number one. And, he, and you would see him like every week climb up those rankings. And, and obviously now he is where he is. But, He's a um, freak, man. Yeah. And, you know, people people doubted him, too, coming into the league saying, oh, he, 
He might not be able to translate into the league. Wrong. Doubters. Wrong. Idiots. Absolutely wrong. So that that I mean that quick timeline of like being just a regular like somewhat good high school basketball player moving to the best of his class to Duke, arguably one of the best college basketball programs in the nation, and uh, or the best I should say, and then um, obviously being one of the better players in the NBA now. I'm looking forward to see what do you think he, he brings, and to he might be, yeah, know, and years. he might be the number one guy uh, at the end of his career to wear number one. It's, but I know it's a good. It's I don't good think point. that he could be decided as the best right now. I mean, his career just started. Obviously, yeah, not now. He's been playing well though. If he keeps his you know trajectory up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for the guy. Another one. Um, that we should probably mention before we dive into some of the the obvious ones is Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy. Muggsy. Muggsy the uh, shortest player guy, to guy. ever play in the NBA. Was he um, five three? Five foot three. Five foot three inches. Let me bring up his stats real quick because I, I didn't beforehand. You know, bring that up, and I, I'd like to go into Muggsy a little bit because I don't. I haven't really seen a lot of his stats, or sorry, not a lot of his, a lot of his high, little bit of his highlights. But to make it to the NBA at five foot three inches. He's from this area. He's from Baltimore. Yeah, I'm very biased, or not biased, but I think it's amazing to see short guys make the NBA. Because obviously, the NBA, it you know, if you're taller, it's I mean, it's it helps you so much. So when I see these really short guys playing well and doing amazing things, it's just I don't know, it's incredible because you have so much less to work with, and uh, five three is just I, I can't even fathom that. And he played 14 seasons in the NBA, too. So he had, like, a long career. Was he? Uh, he must have. I mean. He was he, featured on Space Jam, too. Uh, that great movie. Oh, yeah. Space Jam. Great acting. You know, uh, someone <laughs> someone at work the other day tried to tell me that Space Jam's not even close to being a top five movie. Do you have any thoughts behind that? Top five sports movie, mm-hmm. you mean? Sorry, yes. Top five yeah, sports top movie. Yeah, top five. Oh, it's in there. It's in there. It's It's probably top ten. At, mm. le- at the le- at least, I would agree. But, so, talking yeah. about Muggsy's stats real quick, only he's seven seven points a game. I mean, when you're five foot three, it's hard to get a shot off in the league, especially when the point the average point guard was probably like six two, right? A foot if taller, not taller now. Some of these guys assists seven point six assists per game for a career. He had one. He had two years where he was over double digits. Ten point one uh, for Charlotte in 1993-94. Uh, and 10.7 in 89-90 with the Charlotte Hornets as well. Um, I believe that he typically came off the bench for the Hornets, but, I mean, still, I mean, that's that's 10 assists a game. So that means you know that he's having some games where he's getting, like, 15 to 20 assists. Yeah. The wow. dude did a he, – he was, he was a stud for his side. I mean – Incredible. Sure. Muggsy Bugs. Um, then we'll move on for NBA to – Tracy T. Mac McGrady, also known as, say his nickname. Also known as the Big Sleep. You know, <laughs> I was realize, he called the Big Sleep. I don't know. He, I think he was because he was very cool and calm out there, and it was kind of just like it wasn't like you know not lackadaisical, but it was just you know like I said, like relaxed. He looked like he was sleeping though. It almost looked like it. You know, it was nothing to him out you there. You do look at him now too, and he's like droopy eyes. Yeah, kind of. I think that was it too. You know, a little bit of the. I was actually watching some highlights, and one of the announcers was like, oh, he's usually very, you know, 
just kind of droopy eyed or just not mm-hmm. very animated. But in yeah. this in this specific uh, circumstance, he was actually very one of my funniest funniest uh, moments for for T Mac actually is when he started doing TV stuff oh, on TNT. T Mac and he rocked that uh, suit that was literally like a tailor would throw up. Like, like literally, I mean, they all did back in the day, right? But his was looked like pajamas. Like he was on set oh, in the yeah. in the uh, studio wearing basically pajamas, but it was a suit. Um, <laughs> I, I still laugh with friends today about about that picture. <laughs> but one of the things that T Mac's most no- known for is actually the 13 points he scored in 35 seconds. And I do have the the highlights up, and uh, I think we could kind of go. We should probably go through play by play here. I mean, it's only 35 yeah. seconds. We could probably do this real quick. Yeah. So let me let me describe now, it. Yeah, this, okay. Let me go into it real quick. So first one, top of the key, stutter step, boom, in in the defender's eye. Spurs take it out, Tim Duncan takes it out, passes it in. It looks like there was a foul on the play. So obviously time time stops. Yeah, there is a, also a little bit of background on this is, uh, of the Rockets versus the Spurs in this game. And T-Mac, man, he the guy was just on fire. He could not miss. Cannot he miss. could not miss. And at this time, so there's 31 seconds on the clock. He just made a three, as we said. And Spurs just made two baskets. So they're down 78-71. T-Mac brings the ball up. He's jiggling around up top of the key. Head fake. Four-point play. On That's seven one right of the there. legends, Tim Duncan. Yep. 24.3 seconds left on the clock. Houston trails by four. So now he goes to the line. Pretty sure he sinks this. So it looks like Bruce Bowen tried to D him up. Couldn't. And then, like you said, Tim Duncan. You can't DFT, Matt. The dude can get a he, – he's a, he was a walking puck. He's the big sleep. The big sleep. It was nothing to him. Getting a bucket, it was nothing. There was, like, no one at this game, by the way. Well, it's because everyone left, Nate. They're like, this game's <laughs> fucking over. Because it, it, you see, I mean, you see yeah, the highlights. Yeah, yeah. It was back. Two possession game. It was, a, it, it was couple. It was obviously a lot of possessions, but it was that kind of got into that foul. All right, we'll make a three and foul. Yep. Back and forth, or maybe get a steal. And threes are greater than twos. That's all you got. That's all, basically what happened here. Yep. So Spurs passed it in after the timeout. Clock's ticking down, and they're trying to waste the timeout. They're really just trying to get past T-Mac and the Rockets. They get fouled, and they go to the line. Let's see what Tim Duncan does here. Sinks one. Beer number two, Nate. (laughs) With 16.2 seconds left in the game. All right, so now the score, 80-75. San Antonio leads 16.2 up in the clock. There was a timeout on the floor. What's the game plan probably? Get the ball in the big sleeve. Get the ball to the Italians. (laughs) Get the ball to the Italians. If you don't know that reference, go watch Kicking and Screaming. Great movie. Shouts to Kicking and Screaming. (laughs) So the Rockets pass it into T-Mac. He's double-teamed. 
Clock's coming down. T-Mac pulls up again for three, and nothing but nylon. And now he's literally unconscious. 11.2 seconds left. They're only down by two now. Popovich and the Spurs literally looking around like, what is going on? What are they supposed to do, though? I mean, it wasn't They had like, two guys on It wasn't face. like it was bad defense. The guy was just making shots, shooting it over people, and you... And what something to keep do? in mind, too, uh, just as far as the jersey numbers goes, as this podcast is about jersey numbers, T-Mac never – well, he did wear number three toward the end of his career with the Knicks. But for, he always looked to wear number one, which was like – which is a big thing for this podcast because it meant a lot to him, obviously. Yeah. He also came right out of high school. So they're going through these highlights right now. Spurs are going to pass it in here. Ball's loose. Rockets jump on it. Oh, and who is it? T-Mac. He's going to pull up right from three, and boom. And the <laughs> arena goes absolutely bad For the fans that actually stayed. And guess who wins? The Rockets. I mean, that's incredible that they also pull out the win. The end of this game is great, too, because Popovich... He was so angry, I think. Yeah, he's he just was, pointing. He was just like, I think he, he didn't even shake the other coaches. Whoever, I think yeah, it was Van Gundy, game. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was like, good game, I'm out. <laughs> Let's go to the locker room. He was. Oh, my gosh. He couldn't stand to be. I, I'd like to see or like, like to hear what he has to say about that game to this day because it probably fucking makes him so mad. <laughs> I would be I mean, so mad. You'd be so mad. You, couldn't literally, you literally couldn't do anything, though. It, yeah, what do you do? What do you do, really? I don't know. I, yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on a little bit. Who else have we got from the NBA? We'll, we'll touch on these because we got some other sports to cover. But Penny Hardaway, Penny, another I mean, one of the greatest point guards uh, in Orlando history. Derrick Rose, we can't say number one without Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose had a hell of a. He still has. Is having Derrick a hell of a Rose career. is one of the best athletes to walk. <laughs> on an NBA four, no I mean, the, doubt. The bounce that guy had. The bounce coming out of college, I've seen coming. I haven't seen some of that bounce maybe ever in the history of the league. What is he about six feet tall? Maybe six one, six, six one, six two, six one, six Still. two. Not a very big guy by any no. means. Jumping by NBA all the standard, heads at the rim, head at the rim. He was posterizing people, centers, guards, forwards, anyone. Maybe one of the most incredible athletes in terms of jumping ability, speed, quickness. Yep. The NBA has ever seen, and, it, and it's kind of it kind of sucks because his his career has been riddled with injuries. That's um, right. And it's taken you know some of off his athleticism, but still to this day he's still a pretty athletic, dude. So his best. So he did win an MVP one year, and he had twenty five points per game, seven point seven assists. Uh, only four rebounds a game, but as you guys know, he is a point guard. Uh, let's see his field goal percentage. Forty-four percent. Forty-four percent, pretty good. Okay, we move on. Uh, so we got some football left. A little football, a little gridiron game. I think we should kick it off with Warren Moon. Probably the best number one. The moonshot to play in the NFL. Have we missed sure. any nick- nicknames? Because uh, nicknames is a bit th- big thing of our podcast. Actually, no, we haven't got to the best one, best nickname yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Warren Moon. Tell us about Warren Moon, Matt. 
So, Warren Moon was a excellent, I mean, what can you say? He was an excellent quarterback. So, he was from the, he played for the Washington Huskies in college. And eventually from college, he went to the CFL where he had an excellent career in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he made his way to the Houston Oilers where he had a great career in the NFL. Um, Hall of Famer. He ever won a Super Bowl? Not a soup not not a Super Bowl winner. But I actually have a quote from him on why he wore number one. Love that. We need is, these for the pod. Which is great because you know we always want to know why the meaning behind these numbers. This is the zero two hundred podcast jersey edition. So he goes. I started wearing number one in college because I always wanted to be the number one guy. Mm. I always want to remind my teammates that I'm the man who can get it done. <laughs> And what? If I heard this, yeah, it's powerful. That's what you want at the quarterback position because it's the guy's leading the team. It's the most important position on the field. Now, do you happen to have any idea on what type of quarterback he was? Was he a pocket passer? Was he able to move outside the pocket, scrambler? What? What was his deal? He kind of he kind of could do it all. He was he definitely had a little bit of he could scramble and make throws on the run. Mm -hmm. He had a great arm, right? And he he. Quite frankly, he could just, you know, scramble up the middle. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty fast dude as well. So, he actually, I think when he first came to NFL, they were trying to convert him to, you know, another position. He was like, no. Classic, sounds about right. Yeah, classic, right? And he was like, no. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, quarterback. I'm a quarterback. And you know what? He fucking was awesome. <laughs> he uh, racked up nearly 50,000 passing yards in 17 NFL seasons. Um, led the league in 1990 with in passing yards, uh, touchdowns, and he was, yeah, one of the greatest uh, number one, or probably the greatest number one person to wear number one in the NFL, in NFL history. Really, over the next quarterback we're going to talk, you think Warren Moon beats? A.K.A. Superman Cam Newton. I, in terms of statistics, probably. Cam's career's not done yet. It's not over. It's not over. But uh, I can't believe. I mean, I just I just well, found well, this out. Can I, you I believe? Know, do you do you agree with uh, Cam Newton um, sporting the nickname Superman? You know, I don't That's know. That's a powerful really. Why nickname. Why everyone seems I feel like, like if there's you're a Superman, million Superman you be... nowadays. Wasn't Shaq Superman? Maybe. And then Dwight Howard was like, I'm Superman. <laughs> and then now Cam Newton's Superman. Well, Cam Newton did the, I mean, he's known for that. He's been doing it for a yeah. while. So that's why it, it, it comes out. But, so. I mean, how, who is, who? how many Supermans can we have? Is everyone Superman? Am I Superman? Are you Superman? <laughs> I mean. Fuck it. We well, might be. we're all Superman. I think we're all Superman. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, he. he but actually, he's a physical he specimen. Well. I, I mean, think that's being, the biggest. Yeah, thing. exactly. Just being how big he is, how he can move. I mean, by golly, about six five two fifty. Yeah. If he wasn't playing quarterback, that's a could, whole lot of man. You could probably throw him in. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he man. could be. I mean, he's very fast. He could probably play maybe a lot of positions on defense, mm-hmm. linebacker. Um, probably maybe even be a successful tight end the dude is just a great athlete and um yeah yeah that's that i think that kind of wraps up nfl those are the two main guys whoa 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 you're I right think we're hold forgetting up. about I think one we are. guy we're forgetting about one guy matt matt brought him up right before the podcast and we can't i didn't move realize that to he another was number sport one, without him but 
Bring it up. Pat McAfee. Oh, uh, preach. And punter. And he, I, I liked Pat. I like Pat. I'm a big Pat McAfee fan. Actually, you listen to his pod? I listen to, I listen to, uh, I kind of, you know, on YouTube, you know, when I'm scrolling through or whatever, uh-huh. I'll see little snippets here and there of like certain things. And it's a great podcast. But anyway, let's get into his career. Mm. And then we'll get, we can get into post career. But overall, he's just a good punter. <laughs> if you want to go, started at West Virginia Mountaineers. That's fine. It's, I was, uh, my dad went to West Virginia. My mom also did. So I actually watched him in college. And I was like, all right, college. Pat McAfee. Yeah, I knew him in college. And I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't think much of him, but he made it to the NFL and he had a great career. And he has some awesome stories. I mean, if, if anyone's looking for a podcast to listen to, he has a great podcast because he has some really cool stories from the NFL. He gets on great, great guests. After you listen and to the zero to hundred, of course. Yeah, exactly. And he's just, you know, he's just a good guy. Two-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Saw, like I said, solid NFL career. Really cool guy. He's some, you know, he's a funny story about Troy Polamalu actually that he talks about a lot mm-hmm. when he was playing, and. Pro pro football focus. I think they ranked him the number one kicker of you know span. I think over the decade he was ranked the number punter one punter and kicker or just like sorry I keep one? saying kicker. He was a punter. Yeah, Why yeah. I you know I, <laughs> come on Rock. I'm not get speak, with it Rock. Yeah, this is my bad. But he was a punter. Sorry. And the nickname for him was the Boomstick. <laughs> Pretty good for a uh, that's for a, a great that's what you nickname. want because you. You gotta fucking, you boom that. You shit. gotta boom the ball pretty far to be a good punter in the NFL. <laughs> and, he, and he's a character. He's a good guy. He's a funny dude. Yeah, he is. In his post career now, he's making punters' know, lives making matter. They do. Sure. It's a, it's number another good number one in the NFL there. Um. Uh, so can we move on from football now? Yes, sir. Uh, let's move on. I actually wanted to bring this up before before we jump into. Uh, we'll probably do. We'll, we'll touch on WNBA in a second. NASCAR. NASCAR has a number one. Jamie McMurray. He has NASCAR. Vroom vroom. <laughs> Jamie McMurray, a thousand five hundred and nineteen Premier Series starts for the number for the number one Premier Series wins for the number. 20. He's 20 wins uh, sporting number one. McMurray made 324 starts with the number one, by far the most on any driver on the list. His first start with the number was a grand debut, a victory in the 2010 Daytona 500. McMurray's four wins with the number force a tie with Donnie Allison and Billy Wade. But the significance of those triumphs, including a Brickyard 400 victory, wins out there. <laughs> as you notice, as I continue to talk about NASCAR, my southern draw kicks in. It just happens. Hey, I haven't really been to any NASCAR events, but from what I've heard, they can be a lot of fun. Heard they can be fun, loud, and loud, hectic. rowdy, uh, beers we, are flowing. We know we love that. We, you know, we, we love, love it. That. We uh, love it. We got the beers flowing right now. Mm. It's five o'clock somewhere, baby. It's hey. five o'clock somewhere. Great song. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, I think, right? Yep. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, soccer. Oh, AKA soccer, baby. Football. Football. Iker Casillas. Iker. Casillas? 
You, you know anything about Eker? I know nothing about Eker. <laughs> Please educate me. All right. So he has four season, seasons for FC Porto, 14 seasons for Real Madrid, and he's played 15 seasons on the Spain national team. He's doubt noted. Max, our producer, who's unfortunately out, he, he, if he was here, he'd be able to give a lot more He actually has a coronavirus from what we just learned. <laughs> so hopefully he's getting better. And oh, man. Max, we are Max. We're thinking about we're you. Thinking about you. We're drinking beers for you. Yeah. Uh, and in the nineteen twenty La Liga season, he's had forty eight saves. Um. So and on thirty one starts. So Eker, uh, as Max noted, is one of the top guys who sports jersey number one in the soccer world. Um. And then the other guy we wanted to was wanted to touch on. Oh man, this is gonna be a tough one. Um. Gian Luigi Buffon. Luigi. 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 AKA nickname was Gigi. 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 That's uh, a solid nickname. For you know, I'm thinking we Gian gotta, Luigi. Maybe, you know, for each number, we got to find the best nickname. You know, it's starting to be a trend. We, we definitely gravitate toward These nicknames. These nicknames are awesome. Yeah. I think I, I, like I know. Keep... I think I know the one I want for this. The one, boomstick? But... No, no, no. Oh, God. Well, T-Mac. We'll... T Mac? No, but like Oh the Big Sleep. Oh my god. Oh, I when I heard that, Nate, I was crying <laughs> laughing. I was like, that is funny. Who came up with that? Oh man. I bet Yao Ming came up with that. Yao? He Maybe. probably said, Oh, T Mac, you you look like Big Sleep. <laughs> um the Italian anyway, Gigi. Let's talk about Gigi Buffon real quick. Gigi. Uh he's the Italian professional footballer. Who plays as a goalkeeper for Serie A club Juventus? I believe they just won. I'm not too in tune with the soccer game as we mentioned, but he's widely regarded by players, pundits, and managers as one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. So we had to mention him. I mean, oh yeah, that's clear. And you know, Max brought him up, our producer, our big soccer follower on the pod staff. Um, but uh, as we mentioned, unfortunately, um, Max isn't here to talk about Gigi. So that pretty much does it. Uh, we kind of went through. We kind of did a quick overview. Um, is there any other names we want to touch on? I mean, there's some on here. I mean, one we could talk about for baseball, Luis Castillo. I'm looking over at Carl if he knows. Luis Castillo. Thoughts on Luis Castillo? Uh, the biggest drop top fly in the history that's, of the MLB. That's right. Biggest drop fly ball in the history of the MLB. I saw it live as a Yankees fan when he was playing for the Mets. Um, just a shallow right field fly ball. I believe it was to end the game and, and get the victory. Popped out of the glove, popped out of that leather, and uh, you know the rest is history. Yankees win. Yankees win. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. Uh, Chauncey Billups actually is another one that we probably should have mentioned. Uh, just with all the NBA championships, he's won with the Pistons. Wow, um, yeah, Chauncey Billups. Having is, won a great career with the Nuggets. Um, he was an excellent point guard. Great, yeah, I mean, great, pretty much everything. That's right. At the point guard position. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a bunch. There's a bunch of guys out here. Number number one, we're gonna notice that as we move along through the podcast series. I mean, number two is gonna be a doozy as well. I'm sure. Uh, For sure. At any rate, that pretty much wraps it up. At this point of the pod, we gotta choose who it's the time. best player to wear number one is. I'm gonna let you go first. This is tough. Nate, because we didn't we didn't touch on one NBA player, older guy, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna save him 
That's right. For That's another right. number. I'm not going to mention him. We're, right not gonna, we're going to release it at a later date. Yes. So if we're not going to mention him, he might be the best, but we'll mention him later. <sighs> this is so hard for me. Um, the best number one player, the best player to wear number one, I'm probably going to have to go with. I think I got my guy. I'm probably going to go with Can I go? Because you're not you, deciding. You can go. <laughs> I think I'm going to go T-Mac. You're going T-Mac? I think that he you're is. You're crazy. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer too, right? Yeah. Should we mention like other NBA player though? I don't know how many NBA seasons he played at number one. but major, major, Pretty much all of them. I mean, the there's only guy? a couple at the end with the Knicks like we mentioned, number three. No, the no, other guy? Oh, Oscar the, Robertson? Yeah. We could leak the name a Should little bit. Should we leak it? We leaked it. Um, but Oscar Robertson played more seasons with number 14. In fact, I believe in the Hall of Fame, he has number 14 on the on his like, picture. All right, we'll get to him. All right, well, then, we'll talk more about Oscar later if, down the road. If he's, if he's not my number one guy yeah. to wear number one, then it's Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith. already. Yes. Well, since we have two difference, we gotta have see if Carl Carl decides between the two. Carl, if you had to choose between Ozzie Smith and Tracy McGrady, who are you deciding? Well, as a baseball fan, it's an easy choice for me. I'm going with the slick fielding Ozzie Smith. Yeah. Wow. Let's go. So for all the listeners who listened to episode number one for Jersey number zero, God, that's gonna get confusing down the road. But um, I won the first bat map battle. And now Matt won the second battle, so we're tied at one leading into episode three. So at any rate, thanks for tuning in to the Zero to 100 podcast. As we mentioned at the beginning of the, of the, of the show, my name is Nate Rubenstein. My, my co-host, Maddie The Rock Cunningham, a.k.a. Cunning Slam, a.k.a. Maddie C. Yes, sir. We hope you tune in to the next episode, and please hit subscribe. Please leave a listen. comment. We love feedback. Yes. Even if it's negative, positive, negative, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. Thank you for listening in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See you guys. We'll leave it to Drizzy. Being on some chips. We go zero to a hundred real quick. Maybe on that rap to pay the bills. And now fit it.